In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Truma, we begin a new section of the Torah that deals with the building of the Mishkan that was built in the Midbar, was built in the desert. And the Torah spends the next, uh, the majority of the next five Parshas dealing with very extremely detailed directions and instructions of building the Mishkan and all the various vessels and the walls and the roof and every detail and aspect of the Mishkan and how it was built as the Torah unfolds the next number of Parshas. Um, so in the beginning, the parsha begins with that we should take the Yikhuli Truma to take donations for the building of the Mishkan. And then it says, Make for me that sanctuary that I will dwell amongst them. And then it starts talking about the details. And the first detail that's talked about is how to build the Arin, the dimensions and the materials of building the Arin, which is the Holy Ark, which was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in the Holy of Holies. And that contained within itself the Luches, the, uh, the Luchas from Hashem, the tablets that Hashem gave us at Har Sinai. Why does the instructions of the Mishkan begin with how to build the Aran, with the details of building the Aran? So the Ramban explains. He says, it's obvious. He says, because the whole union of the, of the Mishkan was, as the Pasuk says, to create the place where Hashem will rest amongst us. And the ultimate resting of Hashem, the ultimate place of the divine presence in the Mishkan was through the Aaron, the Aaron where you had those luches, which represent the Torah, that's where the Shekhinah, that's where the Divine Presence came down, and that's where the Divine Presence spoke to Moshe from there. And therefore the Aaron was the very center and the most significant part of the Mishkan, and that's why the Torah begins with the Aaron, because again, this was the place, this was the epicenter of the Mishkan, the place where Hashem is resting through there with Klal Yisrael and ultimately to the entire world. Now, when it comes to that Oren, we find something very, fascin- very fascinating. Because this Mishkan that was built in the Midbar evolved with time. Now, initially it was the Mishkan in the Midbar, in the desert. Then when they came into Eretz Yisrael, um, so they uh, first um, they, uh, built a much more permanent type of a Mishkan in Shiloh that stood for many, many years. And ultimately that was destroyed. And finally, they built the Beis HaMikdash, the actual Holy Temple, on Haramiriah, on the Temple Mount in Yerushalayim, the first Beis HaMikdash, which was built by Shlomo HaMelech, which stood for 410 years, and then, the, and then was destroyed, and then you had the second Beis HaMikdash built by Ezra, and Nehemiah, which stood for another 420 years, and that was destroyed, and we're still waiting in Galos and exile for the building of the third Beis HaMikdash through Mashiach, may be very speedily. But when Shlomo HaMelech builds the first Beis HaMikdash, so the Rambam tells us something very interesting um, about what happened then. And the Rambam says that when it was built, Shlomo HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash and he knew that ultimately it's going to be destroyed. So therefore he built a place underground under the Haramiriya, under Temple Mount, underground, in deep, um, I don't know, caves or tunnels, under the Haramiriya, under the Temple Mount, and he built that initially as a place where the Oren could be put, could be placed, could be hidden, in a time of destruction. And the Rano goes on to say that later in history, before the destruction of the first Beis HaMikdash, a number of years before the destruction, there was a great king, Yeshiyahu HaMelech, who was a king of the Jewish people, and he then commanded his people, and they brought the Oren down to that those hiding places, those tunnels under the Harabais, and they put the Oren there. 
And that's where it remained. In fact, during the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, the Aran was never recovered, was never brought back into the second Beis HaMikdash. During the whole 420 years that the second Beis HaMikdash stood, the Aran was not there in the Kodesh HaKadashim in the Holy of Holies. It remained in that place that it was hidden under the Temple Mount. And it's going to be there until the third Beis HaMikdash, which will be built for Mashiach, and then it will be found and brought up, and it will be again in its proper place in the third Beis HaMikdash. But this is an interesting, uh, first of all, piece of information that the Rambam is telling us in, in his Halachic Sefer. That you should know that when the first Beis HaMikdash was built, it was already built with that intent that ultimately is going to be destroyed, and therefore they built a place for the Aran underground, and that's where it was deposited, and that's where it remains until today, until the third Beis HaMikdash one will be brought out again. Now, this concept, this teaching of the Rambam is very fascinating. And why is it so important for us to know it? And really, we learn a number of things from here. As we said in the beginning from the Ramban, that the Aran was the center of the holiness of the Beis HaMikdash, of the Mishkan and then the Beis HaMikdash. This was the place that really made the Mishkan the Mishkan and made the Beis HaMikdash the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, we have here the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, 420 years, there's no Aran. There's no Aran in the Beis HaMikdash. One might think the second Beis HaMikdash wasn't a real Beis HaMikdash. It wasn't a place of the divine presence. It was missing the very essence of what it was all about. It was missing the epicenter. And that's what Rambam tells us no. That when Shlomo Melech built the first Beis HaMikdash, initially he built it in a way that there was two places, two options of where to put the Aran. Either it can be in its revealed spot, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, or it could be underground. But initially, that was sort of built into the Beis HaMikdash, that there was two places where the Aran could be. And either place where it is, it's, so to speak, operational. It's bringing the Kedusha to the place, making it the place of the Divine Presence. So therefore, being that Shlomo Melech built it that way, so even though many years later the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, still the Aran was put into the other, its other place, the underground um, place, the underground abode for the Aran, thereby bringing the Kedusha into the Beis HaMikdash, even when the Aran isn't going to be there, even during the time of the second Beis HaMikdash. So the first point that we learn is that even in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, it had the holiness, the Aran was there, the Kedusha was there, because the Aran was there underground. But furthermore, there's another idea, and that tells us that the first Beis HaMikdash was never really destroyed. Because even though and the Babylonians came and they destroyed the first Beis HaMikdash. They only destroyed what was above ground. But the Aran was always there. And it was built in, as we said. Shlomo Melech built it in so that the Aran was always there. Even when it was destroyed, it was only the external edifice that was destroyed. The Kedusha remained, the holiness remained, the center. The fact that Hashem rested because the Aran was there continues to be so because the Aran is very much still there. And a third point. Once we understand this concept, that the Aran is either above ground or underground, now we understand that really all three Batimikdash, the first that was, the second that was, and the third that will be, is really all one continuation. Once the Aran was brought into the Beis HaMikdash, and once the first Beis HaMikdash was built with the Aran there, this became the place of holiness, the place through which Hashem's Kedusha rests in this world, and it's still there till today, and will continue to be there when Mashiach will come.
It's only a question of revelation versus concealment. When the Aaron was out in full revelation in the first base of Mekdash, it was revealed. Then it was put, it was concealed underground, very much still there. But it was, it's concealed, and it's concealed all the way to the third base of Mekdash, when it will be brought again above ground. But it all remains one continued bias la Hashem, a home for Hashem, a place through which Hashem's Shekhinah comes into this world. And one final point. Why was it that when Shlomo HaMalach was building the first base Hamikdash, was he already planning its destruction? As we read before from the Rambam, he knew it's going to be destroyed and he already created that chamber for the Aaron underground. Why did he know? Why was he planning? Why was he thinking? Why did he know it was going to be destroyed? And here we have a very beautiful teaching of the Zayhar. The Zayhar says, based on a Pasuk in Tehillim, which we say in Tehillim uh, Kuf Chav Zayin, chapter 127, Shira Malas, it says, If Hashem doesn't build a house, Shav Amlu Bonav Bo. For not did their builders put their efforts into it. And the Zohar explains, he says, the first base Hamikdash and the second base Hamikdash were very, very holy places, but they were built by by people, by human beings. Shlomo HaMalach, Ezra HaSofer, Nehemiah, they're human beings. And anything that a human being is going to build is ultimately going to fall apart because a human being is limited. So he can't create something that's everlasting, that's unlimited. The third base HaMikdash, which will be built when Mashiach will come, that will be divinely built. And therefore, as the Zara says, that's Binyana de Kuchabrihu, that's the building of Hashem Himself, and that's why the third base HaMikdash will not be destroyed. Shlomo HaMelech knew all that, understood all that. And he understood that although he's building a Beis HaMikdash and he's doing the best he can, this is not the ultimate Beis HaMikdash. This is not the one that's meant to be everlasting because this is being built by himself. Shlomo knew that and understood that and therefore knew this was going to happen and built those chambers under the Temple Mount. And this gives us the, the message that the whole idea of destruction and the whole idea of exile is only in order to bring us to a greater place. The fact that the first base of Mikdash was destroyed, the second base of Mikdash was destroyed, is because they're limited. They were limited in their scope, in their holiness, because they were human-made. And therefore, initially, part of the plan was, yes, they were going to be built. Yes, they were going to be destroyed. The second one will be built and then destroyed. It's all part of a plan that through our Avodah, that we come to the place of the third base of Mikdash, which will be so much greater, built by Hashem Himself, and therefore will be the everlasting when the Aaron will be brought up from its secret chambers and be revealed in the Kedosh HaKadoshim and that Beis HaMikdash will last forever with the coming of Mashiach may be speedily, may be today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.